Rethinking Education focuses on the perspectives and experiences of Dr. Greg Stratman, a 35-year veteran of the classroom. With experiences ranging from kindergarten through college, Greg has been a faculty supervisor, curriculum developer, and departmental chair. He's been a principal and a teacher. Today, Greg will share his unique perspective on Rethinking Education. Hello, welcome to Rethinking Education. My name is Dr. Greg Stratton. What I hope to do in this new podcast is to share my perspectives and intuitions regarding education based on nearly 40 years in the field. 35 of those years, nearly 36, have been spent teaching. Uh, The last 25 years have been spent uh, as a coordinator of programs, director of campuses, principal of a school, chair of a department also including time on a local board of education as well as the board of directors for the state school board association. So what I have is broad and deep experience in education. Granted, most of it is at the post-secondary level, but I have experience ranging all the way from kindergarten to graduate school. And what I have seen has been at times troublesome, at times exhilarating, at times reassuring, but at times worrisome. And with this podcast, I want to just share my thoughts, my opinions from my perspective on various ideas that I think could and should be addressed within the realm of education. With this first podcast, I want to talk a little bit about the nature of education. Recently, in reading a book by great author D.H. Lawrence called Women in Love, the two major female protagonists are teachers, and they are talking about education, and one of them makes a comment, vocational education isn't education. It is the close of education. Now, that takes me back to a book that I read last year called The Theory of Education in the United States by a gentleman named Albert J. Nock. And this book presents a series of lectures that he gave in the early 1930s. And he talks about the changing nature of education and makes some predictions about the direction of education based on what he was observing. And I think for all intents and purposes, his predictions have panned out. Now, there was a time that what education was, what Nock calls the great tradition, focused on developing young minds and instilling in them the knowledge of disciplines like philosophy, literature, history, physics, mathematics, and theology. What the focus of education was back then was to train and develop the mind to think critically, to reason logically, to communicate effectively, and to take on any professional task that did not absolutely require advanced education. What Knox saw was a swerving away from education, pure education, to what he called vocational education, or rather, training. So in other words, what he was seeing is that people were 
beginning to feel that education needs to be leading towards financial productivity, making a living. And so what Nock saw was our schools heading that direction as far back as the 1930s. So we're talking 90 years ago. He saw a growing emphasis on students' employability rather than their intellectual capacity. And I think that really came to a head earlier in the 21st century when post-secondary schools were beginning to be held accountable for their students' employability. In other words, they were being evaluated on that basis. And perhaps with federal financial aid hanging in the balance. In 40 years in college education, and I've worked at AAU four-year institutions. I have taught at major technological universities. I've taught at small private liberal arts schools. I have taught at community colleges. I have worked for an online for-profit school. So the breadth of that experience has reinforced to me that a lot of decisions are being made, not based on the quality of genuine education, but rather the completion of requirements towards a degree that will get you a specific job. And even in high school, and even younger in junior high school, students are being urged to start thinking about what they want to do with their lives. More and more, there are programs in high school to help prepare students for careers. So the idea of high school producing well-rounded, well-educated students is gone. What we have instead is you need to make a living. And that's important. We all know that that's important. And our economy certainly is drastically different than it was 90 years ago. There's no denying that. But yet, for 30 years, I have been hearing reports about employers bemoaning the fact that college graduates are graduating without basic intellectual and communicative skills. They are graduating with solid technical skills in their discipline. But beyond that, they are lacking abilities for critical thinking, critical reading, logic, ethics, writing, speaking, and those are vital skills. And as some employers have said, if a graduate is lacking in technical skills, we can teach that to them. If they are lacking in those other professional skills, we can't teach them that. We don't have the time to do it, even if we could. Another point that Nock makes is that there really should be, and he, he saw this 90 years ago, a distinction between universities and institutes. At that time, universities focused on education, and institutes focused on advanced educational training. And they had high standards. Not everyone went to college. There has been, in the last 10 to 15 years, arguments posited that everyone should have a chance to go to college. While I think that is certainly sound policy, not everyone should pursue a college degree. In Knox's words, 
not everyone is educable. Now, I also agree that everyone should go to college for at least one year, and that is the subject I outline in a future podcast. But I think one year of, of education would be helpful for everyone, no matter what they plan to do in their lives to make a living. So as I expound upon various ideas in this podcast, much of it will be related to this this core notion of education. Why are we educating people? We want people to be literate, and not just reading literacy, but we want people to be culturally literate, civically literate, historically literate, critically literate, communicatively literate. Those are all significant things, and those are not occurring in the current mode of vocational education. Now, is there a place for vocational education? Yes, there is. But is that at a university? Should our post-secondary institutions begin to make a distinction between the great traditional education and vocational education? I think it might be important. Students need to know what they are going to be getting. They may go to a very high-quality technical school, but are they being educated or are they being trained? They may go to a high-quality liberal arts school, and they may be getting educated, but are they preparing for a specific career? I think liberal arts education is incredibly valuable. I think it is disrespected in the workplace, quite frankly. If you have a bachelor's degree in a liberal arts discipline or humanities discipline, and especially if you have an advanced degree, you have the cognitive capabilities to carry on a tremendous breadth of tasks. And that, I think, is why education, true, genuine education, is vital. For more information, check out Achieve Excellence Institute on the web and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter.